Welcome to The Ferment, everyone. We hope that everyone is holding up okay during these challenging times. To keep our team at Brown Family Wine Group engaged and linked into what is happening at the winery, we are introducing our brand new winery update podcasts. We'll be getting real-time information on what is and will be coming into our wineries and getting it out to you, our loyal Ferment listeners. Please enjoy The Ferment Winery Updates. Okay, so we're back with another vintage catch-up with Tom Wallace. Firstly, Caroline, how are you going? I'm going very well, thank you, Harry. And yourself? Yeah, really well, thank you. I'm in Studio 3 again, the the shed out the back of the house. What about yourself? I'm back in Studio 4. Very windy down here this afternoon. So if you do hear a bit of wind, that's where it's coming from, the old East Gippsland wind. Yeah, yeah, blame blame (laughs) it on the wind, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, Caroline, how did your Easter go? I had a lovely Easter, very relaxing, did lots of jobs. So it was good. I even um, had a little Easter egg hunt, which was fun for two people <laughs> when one when one of the people knows where they hid all the Easter eggs. Um, but no, it was good. Thanks. I, uh, <laughs> yourself? Uh, well, I've got a couple of things about Easter. So the, the first one was you, you've just reminded me the Easter egg hunt. We've got a fantastic little neighbourhood where I live. So we had like a driveway street party with a couple of neighbours on Easter Saturday. And I'd said to our neighbours, I said, look, I'm going to throw a whole heap of Easter eggs into the backyard of one of our neighbour's place and so the following morning the kids could do an Easter egg hunt and at about two o'clock in the morning I woke up and went oh no I haven't put any Easter eggs out what if the kids go out so I went and did my best Easter bunny impression and from the fence of my neighbour's place just started hoiking Easter eggs into their backyard and when we got up in the morning I didn't realise how long their grass was and we couldn't find any of them for ages and then you'd find one and there'd be a little cluster of them and you're like oh great here's some and Mel had like these little sort of sticks with a pretend Easter egg on the top so we'd stick those in the ground next to a cluster and let the kids go for it so um, yeah that was the first part of Easter and then the whole of Easter weekend to try and mimic the whole camping thing we put the tent up in the backyard and I've worked out very quickly that the money that you pay for a tent site is actually just for them to recuperate the grass after you leave because I've got this patch of yellow now in a shape of a diamond (laughs) tent in my lawn and I'm a very proud lawn man so I'm not sure the tent's going to go up anytime soon. Tom, how about you? How was your Easter? Easter, yeah, it was awesome. I worked all through Easter. We harvested all through Easter, so we didn't stop for about six days. Oh, wow. So not, not too much time with the family then, unfortunately. <laughs> no, well, uh, Maddie's at her dad's anyway for us, so we've delayed Easter till this weekend, so hopefully we might get a little bit of time off then. But yeah, there's heaps of Easter eggs lying around our place waiting to be eaten. Well, ho- hopefully not waiting to be found. They're not still in the backyard melting away, are they? <laughs> No, no, we haven't quite hidden them yet. (laughs) Okay, I see, I see. (laughs) And Tom, um, you mentioned it's been a pretty big weekend. I think we were up to about 1,300 tonnes last time we spoke. What have we gotten to now? Yeah, so we've had a big jump. We've jumped up to 1,820 tonnes and pretty much finished. So we've um, just got Sav Blanc that's coming in today and tomorrow and Cayenne will be done. Yeah, amazing. And we had a bit of a rain event about two weeks ago now. What's it been like this week? Been a bit showery, so that's why we raced it in sort of struggling with the days. I think it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We harvested 20 out of 24 hours all those days, and that was to get it in before the rain. So we brought in all the Pinot Noir, all the Chardonnay, and all the Riesling, and now, yeah, just the Sav Blanc. And it's, apparently it's going to rain all next week, so we're pretty pleased with the situation we're in. 
And Tom, with all of the harvesting going on, is there a particular block that you'd like to tell us a little bit more about? Uh, yeah, one of the pinots that came in, it's usually one of the latest, and it was again this year, which is K9 Pinot Noir. This is part of the development in 2004, which Guns facilitated when they owned the company. And for many years, we actually sold it to another company. But since 2016, uh, it's been one of our top Pinot Noir blocks and has made the reserve pretty much each season. So, yeah, it was pretty good to get out into the winery. Fantastic. And what's the quality been like? It's good. It was very low yielding. So I suppose that just means small berries, small bunches and lots of concentration. But, yeah, no, we're pretty happy. And when the fruit came into the winery, how did we handle that? About 15% of the fruit we handpicked, and this we tipped directly into the fermenter, and then we destemmed the balance on top of that. So we then sprinkled some yeast directly on those handpicked bunches as a sort of a stylistic sort of difference to some of the other parcels that we've done. And is that because it's ready to go into a particular range or wine? Well, we target this block for reserve. I suppose we target everything for reserve, and it's just <laughs> disappointing when it doesn't quite get there. But this one usually does get there, so we'll be disappointed if it doesn't. So sitting in there, you've got yeast sprinkled on top. What's going to happen over the next few weeks with that wine? So the yeast sprinkle thing is something we sort of discovered last year. And with sort of slightly higher levels of whole bunch, and this one's about 15%, the yeast start developing a bit of CO2. So they actually give you a bit of protection because with whole bunches, you get air in the ferment and sometimes you can develop it a bit of off flavours. So that CO2 development early on can give you protection from that. And you also get a bit of intracellular fermentation within the berries themselves, which can give you some interesting complexity as well. I love some of the words you use to describe wines, Tom, intracellular. <laughs> putting, putting, I that, love it. putting that in the repertoire, Caroline. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I still use your wild strawberry from a couple of years ago. Oh, there you go. We're a sharing company here. <laughs> now, Tom, you've mentioned a lot of Pinot Noirs, especially from Cayena and the Hazards. There's a little block at Rosevears. Has that come in yet? And what's it looking like? Yes, Rosevears looks great, actually. Yeah, so it is a very small area, and because of the steepness of the block at Rosevears, it's completely hand-picked, which is a bit unusual for us, so we're pretty excited to have that in the winery. And for those listeners that haven't been down there, it's right next to the Tamar Ridge cellar door, isn't it? That's right, and it's quite a unique climate, even though it's 15 minutes only from the main winery at Kaina. Very different climate to Kaina, and obviously a very different climate to um, the East Coast. And young vines, old vines, what are they? This is about their third season producing fruit. So they were planted in 2015. I think in our tasting lineup last year, we were looking at potentially a single block wine for this. Has that proceeded through or has it been blended into something else? No, we went through our blend checks in February after they'd been sitting in barrel for nine months and we decided that we could make a single vineyard wine, we like to call this one, from Rosevears. Yeah, so we've made the wine and we're just seeing if the company does the approvals to actually get it across the line and into bottle. And this year, how have you handled the fruit from that Rosevears single vineyard? We've decided to leave 10% of those whole bunches on their stalks, tipped them into the fermenter, and then we've de-stemmed the balance on top. And the same as the previous block that you were talking about, did you do a little bit of a yeast sprinkle or just leave this one alone? We left this one alone, so we'll just leave this one for the natural yeast to come in and take over the ferment. And this is quite a sort of a style that's worked for us a lot in the past, this 10% whole bunch and wild ferment. So we're really interested to see how it works with Rosevears. Excellent. And what do you think will happen to it over the next couple of weeks? Well, hopefully, in a 
in a couple of days now, because we probably picked it three or four days ago, it'll start fermenting. It's cold soaking at the moment. And then it'll be go through fermentation for about a week where we will use pump overs to moderate that temperature and extract the colour and flavour. And then it'll get basket pressed to barrel. So, Tom, you said earlier that you've got Savvy B left in the vineyard to go. Is that all that's left? And how long will that take to bring in? Yeah, it's all that's left at Cana Vineyards and all that's left for any of our products. So we'll pick that today and then most of tomorrow. And we have got some contract processing still to go from White Hills Vineyard. Tom, a couple of times during our vintage updates, you've spoken about the new sweeper arm fermenters and we sort of get this inkling of positivity every time you uh, mention that they're in the winery. Can you give our listeners a little bit more info on those as to why you've brought them in and what the benefits that you feel they'll bring to Brown Family Wine Group down in Tasmania? The sweet rams have been a huge success, I suppose. It, um, it was a bit of a commitment from the company to put them in, and, and they weren't they weren't cheap, that's for sure. But we planted a lot of Pinot Noir a few years ago, and we've contracted to buy a lot of Pinot Noir in the future, obviously to keep these sales and this brand development that we've got with Devil's Corner going. So I thought it was pretty logical that we needed to get some more fermenters to ferment all this fruit, and it allows us to pick the fruit at optimal ripeness, I suppose, and make the best wines. Because what happens is sometimes, you know, if you don't have your fermenters, you can harvest for so long and then everything's full and basically it just has to sit out and wait for it to go through fermentation. So this has just given us another 160 tonnes capacity, which is a big part of Devil's Corner Pinot. And these fermenters that were put in are, are fantastic. They're sort of state-of-the-art. They're called sweeper arms because they have a big arm inside them and this is the fantastic thing that the Salahans love it. You can get the sweeper arm running around and it knocks all the skins and seeds out of the tank directly into the press. And a job that took us um, about eight hours for two people can be done by one person in about four hours, which really excites me as well because it's <laughs> efficient, um, saves money and saves labour. So we've um, heard about sweeper arms, yeast sprinkling and intracellular fermentation. There's three new buzzwords to add to my collection. So (laughs) thank you, Tom. And the fact that you missed Easter, we know you're super busy at the moment. So we really appreciate you making the time to talk to us. No problem at all. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Tom. Good luck for the Sauvignon Blanc over the next few days. Yeah, I hope it looks good. Hopefully we'll chat to you next week. See ya. That was the Ferment Winery Updates. If you have any feedback for us at the Ferment or want to send us some questions to ask our winemaking teams, then send us an email, theferment at brownfamilywinegroup.com.au. So thanks for listening to the Ferment, everyone. Stay safe out there, chase hard and look out for each other.